The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey to all you out there in the Healthcare Rap Posse. Thanks for hanging with us. My name is Jared Johnson. I'm your host, and this is season two of the Healthcare Rap. Find our full archive of episodes at healthcarerap.com and hit us up on Twitter at Healthcare Rap or my personal account at Jared Piano. That's J A R E D P I A N O, Jared Piano. We'd love to hear your feedback on what you liked and what you didn't like, and feel free to suggest topics or guests for us. That's how we know what to talk about. And now, you know, if you're listening to us for the first time, here's a couple things you can do. Number one, you can take your favorite podcast listening app and you can hit subscribe to the Healthcare Wrap. I like Overcast. That's my favorite app. So you can also find it directly in a web browser anywhere at healthcarewrap.com. But anywhere just about that podcasts are available, you can find us. So we hope you enjoy what you're hearing today. We just wanted to give a quick little shout out. We just passed our one year mark. So we've been calling it our podcast anniversary. We are pretty excited to be on the air this long, and we are excited about some of the, the changes and new segments and new things that are going to be happening on the program that are going to be rolled out over the next few weeks. And here's what you can do. Here's what you can tell if this is the program for you. If you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and you want to help create the digital consumer experience that happens outside the clinic, we invite you to listen and subscribe We present a lot of variety. We provide a a variety of perspectives from hospitals and health systems to health IT and med tech, medical device and life science companies because silos and the status quo no longer exist. So we are no longer just a marketer or developer or communicator or strategist. We are builders of the future of healthcare and our podcast is dedicated to helping us get better at it. So we hope you'll join us. And with that, I can't think of a better way to start off season two as we talk more about healthcare transformation than to speak with one of the men who literally wrote the book on the subject. I've got Jeff Gorgie with me, who's a partner at Profit, and he's co-author of the brand new book, Making the Healthcare Shift, The Transformation to Consumer Centricity. Jeff, welcome to Healthcare Wrap. How are you today? Jared, thank you. I'm great. Thank you for, for having me on. Yeah, you know, I think kind of first things first, I'm really interested on how it's been going with you. The book is pretty new out there, but how's that been going so far? And, uh, you know, any any interesting anecdotes just having to do with getting this thing out there into the world? <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I think we published uh, just a month ago, I think uh, today or yesterday or one of these days. It's really just been a month and it's been a great journey. I would tell you that um, writing the book's been quite a journey and, and releasing it's been a lot of fun. And um, if anyone that picks it up or listens to these conversations learns a fraction of what I learned in, in writing it, then it'll be really a goldmine for them. At least, at least that's my hope. So glad to, to be on, glad to talk about it. And um, 
gosh, I don't think I have any, uh, I didn't prepare any funny anecdotes about it, even though hopefully uh, we'll share some, some humor as we go. I know where you're coming from. There, there's so much and there's just kind of a, a sense of relief, I imagine, of being able to get it out there. You've been working on it for a long time. Tell us a little bit about Profit, about your role there and how you got there and, and anything else about you know, kind of uh, your career as it's come up to the point where you are now. Sure. Just actually, just going back for just a second, I will say that I've been talking about and working on this book for so long. I think there was a couple of people when I actually gave them copies. They said, "Is this, is this the sequel?" Right? Because um, <laughs> they just heard me talking about it for so long. But unfortunately, that's just the process of, of writing a book. So, so anyway, so I, I've been a prof for eleven years. I'm a partner. I started our healthcare practice around eight, nine years ago. We as a firm are not a healthcare specific firm. We help our clients across a range of industries grow and transform their business and through understanding their customers or customers' customers better through insights, through changing experiences, through engaging their own employees. And of course, in healthcare, you know, the, the associate base is just so critical. So healthcare is about 25% of our business, and it's been a nice growing segment for us. We define healthcare pretty broadly. So you know, our work spans everything from uh, provider systems or, you know, hospitals that have become healthcare systems and have to think about how they face the market differently to payers that are trying to think about, you know, we were a B2B wholesale business and, you know, exchange or not exchange, we really want to be in the retail business and how to engage consumers to, um, you know, life science companies that are trying to you know, make the idea of beyond the pill and create real experiences, engaging relationships more than a slogan. It also includes a lot of others around the healthcare ecosystem that have been part of it as well. So they've all been our clients. We've helped all of them think about how they grow and transform. And, Consumer centricity is is a requirement for not all of them, but most of them. If not for them directly, at least they want to understand their customers. You know, for example, medical device companies that are selling into organizations that are increasingly trying to be consumer centric. So, so that's a little bit about us and a little bit about what we do at Profit. This book is not to was not written to convince anybody to be more consumer centric. There's no religion in it, really. The book was written to start to understand how is it happening? How is it starting to materialize? And not because we think there are clients or the people we interviewed who have figured it out and nailed it, but we think there's, to use a spring term, there's green shoots, so to speak. There's early lessons and early learning based on some of the things organizations within healthcare are doing. So, so that's why we set out to, to do is to bring really some examples and, and early learnings around how aspiring leader within a healthcare organization can start to uh, galvanize change and, and help them make, tra- make the transformation to be more consumer-centric. All right. Well, you know what? Let's dig into those ideas a little bit because I think that's really where some, some interesting ideas have come up. As I've been going through the book myself, I find myself just continually thinking about different experiences and different parts of healthcare thinking, yep, you know, that those things align. I've never thought of it that way. That That's great. So we're going to dive into this because this is the theme of our rap battle today. Rap battle. Rap battle, for those of you who are new to the program, is where we challenge an assumption or more than one assumption just we, we challenge things we challenge the status quo of healthcare we challenge the way things have been done it usually has to do something with marketing communications technology strategy and today is kind of all of those things and more so we're really just trying to understand better the transformation itself the things that have been blocking it the blueprint 
the early blueprint, Jeff, as you were kind of saying, you know, this isn't the final blueprint, but the kind of the, the early on blueprint, we've learned enough. We, we have a little bit more to go on as an industry. And we want to think about some of the shifts that have been, have been going on. Now, in the book, you, you outline five particular shifts that have to do with with transformation in healthcare to this consumer-based model. And it's not just consumer-based, you really focus on how it has to be consumer-centric, consumers at the at the center of everything as a holistic approach. So maybe that's a good place to start in terms of any of those shifts that kind of stand out that you wanna start off with. Maybe it's not the first one, maybe it is, but a starting point in terms of which shifts are, are maybe uh, pertinent and interesting to those who are coming from a marketing or communication standpoint? I think really all of them represent departures from the status quo, and I, and I hope that all of them are relevant. So I'd say this, all of them are relevant to marketers, but none of them can be solved by marketers as well, right? It really is going to take you know, a, a cross-functional view. I do believe marketers, because of their, you know, if they can become closest to the consumer, and bring insight as their secret weapon to meetings. Marketers who are, are not always in, in healthcare, and I don't know about your listeners, are not always empowered to be in the big decisions, the big conversations. But when they can come with insight about what the consumer needs and what the consumer wants, they can make themselves part of a transformation effort. So, you know, to your question, which shift should we start with? You know, gosh, these are, I think they're all fascinating, but let me just start with, let me just pick a couple of them. I'll start with the second shift which we define as from fragmented care to connected ecosystems, right? So what's the status quo? Why is care fragmented? What we found in our interviews and in our client work is that historically, companies tend to take a not invented here rejection orientation, right? Which is to say, you know, look, if I'm a provider, I have to work with the payer. If I'm a payer, I have to work with the provider. But anybody else, digital healthcare companies, startups, other ecosystem players, there's a little bit of a hesitancy and a rejection and the lack of a capability in how to even manage ecosystem partnerships. So I think that the challenge to that status quo is to figure out how do organizations create more connected ecosystems? Quick anecdote, right? Going back 10 years, when iPhone was launched, they didn't say, Apple didn't say, we just manufacture the phone. We're going to let everyone figure out how to get signed up with their carrier and figure out how to use it on their own. No, they said, AT&T, if you'll be our unique partner in this, we will work together. We'll help man your call centers and man your stores to help our customers of our iPhone get up and running and how to use it. So think about that in healthcare, right? What if a hospital didn't say, sorry, we can't help you figure out your billing problem. You'll have to call the medical group. Or, sorry, you can't just call a medical group, you'll have to call your, you know, your insurer, but actually figure out a way to connect that and solve that problem for consumers. That's the challenge that we outline as part of the shift. So here's one number that, that has to do with that. I think it's just telling. It's the one that leaped off the page for me right off the bat, and it's in the introduction, but it talks about of those five shifts that, that basically organizations aren't making those shifts is, is said, uh, your research indicates that less than 15% of the health systems, uh, healthcare organizations you spoke with, less than 15% have made full progression on any of the shifts that you yeah. outlined. So, I mean, I'd love to hear just kind of what your reactions to that were. And, and I mean, I guess there could be an opportunity there, but how does that have to do with marketers? You said marketers really can't solve any of these shifts there themselves, but are there some good starting points or low hanging fruit? For marketers, depending on you know the type of function they're in, the type of level they're at, there's different places and ways to start. 
right? I think, you know, starting with the secret weapon of having real insight into consumer needs, not just is our share going up and down, not just is our ad copy testing well or testing poorly, but truly understanding the segments of consumers that exist, how their needs vary by various segments, and how that and what that means for product design. Just having that knowledge and being able to bring that and sprinkle that in is a ticket to get marketers invited to meetings that in many systems they're probably not invited to already. Right? So that, that's the first place I, I, I'd say to start. And then I think the question is always, you know, once you're ready to make this, so, so, so let me just stick with shift two, for example, identifying the needs, identifying the partners that can be part of an ecosystem and, and starting to build those relationships is a place to start. Now, again, marketers can't do that alone, right? If you're going to be working with, let me just say you're going to partner with Amazon or, or, or a smaller startup. You've got to have the IT team involved. You've got to have the operations team involved. You've got to have a whole lot of things, rev cycle management involved. But marketers can start by identifying the need, making the case for the partnership, identifying the right partners that bring some credibility and reputation and relevance to the consumers that we're going after. That's a great place to get started. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. And it's kind of looking outside the current ecosystem for for a marketer or communicator just kind of looking internally I, I keep hearing words partnership and you know an external and you know strategic partnerships terms like that that keep coming up the more you share and I, I think that speaks to just the overall nature of the shift that has to happen so we mentioned there are five five shifts overall were there any other ones that they think kind of stand out and might be kind of good starting points for a marketer yeah you know we talk about this idea of increment from incremental improvements to pervasive innovation and how organizations can make that shift. So the, the barrier is that healthcare organizations tend to have what I'll call the culture of a lab. And by that, I mean a mentality that before we do anything new, we have to test it, we have to test it again, we have to test it a third time, we have to run it through regulatory affairs, through medical affairs, and we have to make sure it's perfect before we launch it. Now, if you're launching a new molecule into the market, or a new clinical procedure, you absolutely should do that, right? First, don't do no harm. The challenge is that that culture has seeped it from clinical innovation to what I'll call experience innovation. And that's what stymied innovation in healthcare. So I think the opportunity for marketers, you know, other than bringing the, you know, the insight and special sauce, as previously mentioned, is to start to create momentum for experience innovations and ideas around experience innovations and safe ways to test those experience innovations in low-hanging fruit and find a low-hanging fruit, whether it's a far-flung outpost of a single ambulatory clinic or it's a, um, a very discrete, specific part of a, of a service line or a product offering and start to test some experiments to prove results, right? Because marketers find some of those early results, early quick wins, maybe enabled by just marketing only, can start to create momentum for, for the rest of the organization. But that culture change from the cult, what I call the culture of a lab to the culture of a startup it is really the key in any, in any digital business today, right? They're issuing MVPs, minimally viable products, and test and learn and test and learn and adapt and, and change until it's perfect. First of the traditional healthcare mentality, which is test it, test it, test it, make sure it's perfect test it again before we launch it.
I'm a healthcare marketing leader. You see, I've got so many systems going on, you think I won the lottery. But our materials come from so many sources. When we try to innovate, it only forces me to shake my head. Instead, it's what I dread. It's like I said, I'm always fixing legal and brand and AP, y'all. Come on, can I consolidate? Is there a partner for me? Express Docs takes a load off your shoulders by creating a hub for all your marketing materials that's easy for your clinic managers, service line admins, and others to use. Just imagine a single workflow where all your direct mail postcards, rack cards, posters, business cards, flyers, brochures, patient handbooks, promotional products, and apparel are all in one spot. Well, that's Express Docs. Order today and have it tomorrow for most items. Visit bit.ly slash healthcare wrap three. That's bit.ly slash healthcare wrap and the number three today. Download a case study or request a demo to learn more and receive a free healthcare wrap stainless steel tumbler. That's right, go to bit.ly slash healthcare wrap three for more about Express Docs. Tell your whole crew. I really like that thought. I, I think something that has to do with, with each of these shifts, as you keep mentioning it, there are a couple of uh, what you refer to as enablers near the beginning in the introduction, I believe, of the book. They have to do with cultural and digital transformation. Would, would you mind speaking to those a, a little bit? You know, what, what did you mean by those things and, and how are they important? Yeah, you know, we, all this is based on the interviews we did with the, the 70 executives across healthcare ecosystem. But as we were kind of trying to distill what we learned and organize it into these five shifts, Scott and I were actually debating almost to the 11, almost to the day we went to print, which is were culture change and were digital transformation, you know, their own shifts. You could argue they are. Where we land and the way we represent this in the book is to say, to make any of these shifts really takes two kinds of transformation cultural transformation and digital transformation. And those things actually, I define those as being more overlapping than they even sound, right? Because in our view, digital transformation is partially about technology, but it's also about people, processes, willing to fast adapt and change. And really digital, the point of digital transformation is to better compete in the digital era, right? So what does that take? That takes a whole lot of cultural transformation thinking differently about how you take risk, separating real regulatory risk, which we don't want to take in a lot of cases from business risk, which sometimes is smart to take in certain cases, is a culture change. New processes and ways to go to market requires culture change. How we incent people on our teams and incenting them from don't ever make mistakes, which is historically often the case, to smart risk-taking is a culture change. So to do any, any of the five shifts we describe in the book, requires both of those things. And, you know, our interviews range from CEOs to, you know, vice presidents, typically. The, more, the higher we were in the hierarchy of organizations, the CEOs we spoke with wanted to talk more and more and more about winning the hearts and minds of their people and changing their behavior and changing how they interact as being ultimately critical to this consumer-centric transformation that, you know, we wrote about. Well, I really liked it. I'm glad it landed where it did because it's it made a lot of sense. I know you're, you're, you said you were, you were trying to figure out where those two pieces fit into this puzzle. And, and to yeah. me, it made a lot of sense where they landed. So for what that's worth, at least one reader here, uh, it resonated with and it made a lot of sense. So awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking kind of the end game here in terms of, you know, where it's good to see kind of the destination, where things are taking us. And for our listeners, I, I'm wondering if you could speak to that a bit in terms of the way we wrap this up, I think, is where's transformation taking us? Where are we headed as we make these shifts? And how do we know we get there? 
Yeah, it's it's a great question. I think back to the um, you know the famous Supreme Court justice who said, you know, I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it. And I think I feel a little bit the same way about consumer-centric transformation. If that isn't a weird analogy, forgive me for that weird analogy. But I think consumer-centric transformation is a little bit is a journey more than it's a it's a destination. But I think you know if I were to describe what it might look like in three or four years, I think it's. You know, health systems thinking about patients as people versus objects, right? Every health system I've ever worked with says some variation on we put patients first. And I, and I don't doubt that at all, right? But putting patients first can be a little bit of we're treating the, the, the specific organ we focus on. And we know what's best to do to them, but we're putting them first because we're going to make them healthy. That's our goal. That's what, we're, what we live for. And, and I, I applaud, you know, so many of the you know, physician leaders and scientists that do that work. So it'd be an overcorrection to say, let's do whatever the consumer says, whether it's good for them or not. Let's prescribe them whatever drug they want. If they ask for it, that would be a far overcorrection. But I think the consumer-centric transformation is close to an end state as you can get, again, recognizing it's an ongoing journey, is creating more of a balance with the expertise and knowledge that physicians and scientists bring with a doing it in a way to consumers that it feels like you're doing it with them versus to them. And that's a big shift and requires metric changes, technology changes, platform changes, structure changes, all kinds of kinds of things because healthcare didn't get the way it is through necessarily an evil plan. Changing it will create some sweat for a lot of organizations, no doubt about it. I'm going to agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that's a great way to kind of think about where where and why and, and, and how all the questions about transformation. Uh, the fact is it's going to be consuming every piece of healthcare from here on out for the foreseeable future. So one way or the other. Very glad to dive into it to this level and to give us a little perspective there. So with that, that's how we'll wrap up the rap battle and we'll move on to our shout out segment. Shout out. This is how we wrap up the show. Shout out is just where we recognize a person, place or thing, an idea. Anything that's kind of been in our world lately, somebody we want to just recognize or just something that has made us stop and think for a minute. And today I actually want to take a, a quick personal shout out to a friend and colleague, Jessica Walker, who this last week, as we reconnected over a couple of different things on social media, we've known each other, but it was one of those, we all have these days, right? You just have these days where like, you know, there's a lot going on and she reached out and, and without any effort, you know, without me asking for anything, she just wanted to make sure there was, the fact is there were some connections she wanted to be able to make with me and, and some other folks and introduce me to people and, and help just uh, connect me with a couple of people. It seemed like a, probably a simple thing to her, but I'm telling you, things like that that are just unexpected that no one's asking you to do, it's the same things as, as we treat each other as professionals and colleagues at work as we treat each other as human beings, like we would with family or friends, then those kinds of things go a long way and they stick out to us. And so the fact that somebody could reach out to me and offer to introduce me to people and believed that there's some value there and took the time to do that and make some recommendations to me uh, went a long way. So it was just one of those things where that, that hit on the perfect day. She gave me some encouragement on a couple of things that I've had swirling around in my head. And I uh, just wanted to say a, a thanks and a shout out there. That's, that's just the kind of thing that I think deserves as much of a shout out as anything. So that was mine, Jeff. I didn't know if you had one as well, if you wanted to uh, try a shout out there as well. Yeah, sure. So if you have me back, I'll, I'll do a personal one like you did, but I'm going to take a very different direction than you did. I want to do a shout out to the 
broader Amazon Alexa team, along with you know some of their kind of partners and the announcement they made this week, Lavongo and Sigma and Express Scripts around some of the new yeah, HIPAA compliant skills as part of Amazon Alexa. I think it speaks to you know the, the partnership. Our data showed like the willingness of payers to partner with you know digital companies was pretty low in our research, but this clearly is an example of where. You know, Cigna's overcome that, made a smart partnership with both Amazon Alexa, you know, Lavongo with Alexa as well. And I don't know if these initial skills, for example, you know, Lavongo talks about being able to, people that, you know, ask Alexa what their last A1C test was and get, you know, real-time information as they're making life decisions or food decisions. I don't know if those are going to be game changers. But I think that type of smart experimentation, minimally viable product, get people to engage, improve the technology, improve the engagement is really going to be necessary to transform healthcare. So I, I give a shout out to those participants in this new technology. I'll second that one as well. I, I've loved it. We've talked about voice search and the Alexa ecosystem on this program a number of times because that's one piece of this puzzle as these shifts happen. So a uh, great one, great thing to recognize and very timely as well. Like I said, that announcement just came out last week. So awesome. Well, Jeff, there are going to be those, there are going to be listeners who want to get a hold of you, just want to learn more. They just want to understand more and they want to, they're going to want to know where they can get their hands on the book. Uh, what's the best way for them to connect with you and get their hands on a book? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, LinkedIn, I, I'm all over uh, LinkedIn, Jeff Gorgi, G-O-U-R-D-J-I. And, uh, you know, I've got links there to the book, but of course you can find that on, on Amazon as well. So would welcome, you know, any feedback or thoughts or comments and love the, you know, the social media dialogues and I've had with folks uh, since we've launched the book and happy to continue to engage in those as, uh, as, it, as it's interesting for your listeners. We appreciate that. Thanks again for joining us in the program today, Jeff. For our listeners out there, keep an ear out for these new segments and updates to the podcast that are going to be coming out over the coming weeks. In the meantime, again, uh, please subscribe. Use your favorite podcast app or go straight from any web browser at healthcarewrap.com. Healthcare Wrap is an old terror digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. On behalf of my co-host Peter Balistrieri and Jeff Gorgie, who was who we are appreciative, who joined us today, and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap.